Well, hello everyone. Good morning, magandang umaga po sa Pilipinas. And to the rest of the world, it may be good morning also, but definitely I have friends and connections that it will be good evening right here with me. It's good evening and it is also good afternoon in some places. So we welcome you and I am super excited because suddenly I feel I am so near the Philippines and so close to the Philippines. So this is Grace Sunga Sagra of Quantum Nurse Podcast and Quantum Nurse Freedom International Livestream. So um, we're celebrating the Nada Philippines journey through 12 through the years and this is the 12 years in the making one thing i know that when filipinos commit to something that is a service to humanity they really keep in upgrading it every year every year every year so welcome and uh, we'll lead and it was my connection with janet paredes who led me to this community so janet thank you so much for allowing me to be part of this celebration. I cannot hear you, Janet. Okay. Uh, magandang umaga po sa lahat. Good morning. Uh, probably good evening with some other friends uh, in uh, other countries of NADA because we're sending this recording to them. No, And this is a very good opportunity. Thank you very much, Grace for this opportunity to be here again and with all the NADA people supporting NADA Philippines through the years. Uh, before we start the podcast, we can probably show the greetings from our very own uh, Director General of uh, DOH ITAC, Dr. Pabiona, Dr. Annabel Pabiona de Guzman. Thank you. So just as audience and our viewers know and our listeners, because we will be broadcasting this audio and video, some of the faces, you know, since we're maximum in the tent, so you will be seeing and meeting other people. They're just behind the studio. And at one point, I may also sign off, but continue to support us. And don't wait till later to, to share this. Please share it now. Okay. Thank you. Philippine Institute of Traditional and Alternative Healthcare, or PIDAC, greets the National Acupuncture Detoxification Association, or NADA, Philippines, a happy 12-year anniversary. Congratulations, and I commend NADA's 12 years of being one with PIDAC in advancing traditional and complementary medicine in our country, Philippines. Likewise, NADA's praiseworthy efforts to alleviate pain or distress that Filipinos have experienced during calamities and most especially during the COVID-19 pandemic using NADA ear acupuncture is very greatly appreciated. It has reduced stress and anxiety among COVID-19 patients and other patients in calamity situations as well. So as you continually serve others, 
may you be encouraged with what Jesus said in Matthew 25, 40. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done this unto one of the least of this, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Again, happy 12th year anniversary na the Philippines. Mabuhay ang Pilipino. Yay! So, there it is. Um, let's see. Let me put back the rest of our panel of speakers. Hang on there. You could see their beautiful faces, okay? Uh, they, there. All right. So, let's see. And, uh, oops. Let's not repeat that. We don't have to repeat it. Hold on, okay, guys. Remove. All right, finally. Okay. Are you guys all okay? All right. So with me are different practitioners from all over the country. And instead of me introducing them one by one, I will give them the opportunity to introduce themselves. And I'm sure Janet will lead the way. I have also made some banners for them. And please don't hesitate to contact them, especially after this um, celebration online, okay? So I'll pass it on again to Janet. And this time I'm, I'll, I'll let you lead the way, Janet, and I will just put, uh, add rochi but rochi is also i don't see rochi on the video uh or in the yeah rochi okay if i could see your face i'll add you there rochi and i will sign off so that you can be in the computer okay 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 let's start uh good morning again to everyone uh magandang umaga po no, uh, this has been uh, 12 years of uh, working with NADA Philippines and this is a very good opportunity. It's going to be a relaxing and cool discussion, just sharing our experiences over the years. And uh, probably I, I will start by, uh, I, I have, nabanggit ko na po ito ng maraming beses in other interviews, no? I've mentioned this in other interviews in the past that uh, how NADA started uh, here in the Philippines. So uh, that was an opportunity to study at the South Bronx and uh, I was given that uh, time to study. But uh, before this, I would like everyone to introduce first themselves. No? As you well know, I'm Janet Pimentel Paredes. I'm the board president of NADA Philippines. And uh, we continue to really uh, give trainings, hold forum, and uh, do health missions no, in different parts of the Philippines. I'll give the floor to uh, John Joseph Posadas, who is the Vice President now. Hi, uh, good morning, everyone. I am uh, JJ Posadas, the uh, Board Vice President of uh, NADA Philippines. Uh, I've been with NADA since uh, 2010, and uh, we started our missions, I guess, I started joining missions in 2013. And uh, since then, I've been volunteering my services for the organization. Uh, I also work full-time as a professor of nursing uh, for UP Manila. And uh, 
uh, also an uh, associate acupuncturist for Pitak uh, DOH. So, yeah. Maybe the okay. others can introduce yourself. Ms. Yeah. Janet, back to Dati, you. can you go next? Yes. Hi, good morning. I am Dotty Nubla. I'm also an Aki Detox Specialist since 2014 and a NADA trainer. I'm also currently a board secretary of NADA and also PTAC DOH certified associate acupuncturist. Okay, thank you. Uh, Rochi, you're next. Hello, good morning. I am Rochi Kagara and uh, an ADS also. I think it, I started as an ADS way back 2016. Uh, Janet brought it to Domagetti. I am um, a certified acupuncturist and also the BOT secretary of the Philippine Academy of Acupuncture Incorporated and also a faculty of the College of Nursing here in Siliman University. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Roch. Miren, you're next. Are you there, Miren? Miren I'll, add, I'll add Miren. Hold on. Okay. 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 Hi. Good morning. Right. Good evening. Okay. okay. I'm Miriam Soon. Uh, I'm a pastoral counselor from the Center of Family Ministries and also on ADS. That's Miriam. Let me put your information, Miriam, there. Pastoral counselor. Okay. I'm, Next will be. Okay, Miriam. You want to say anything? Okay. Can I? Next will be Toby Tamayo. Good morning and good morning to all. Greetings to everyone. Now, um, I'm Toby Tamayo. Now, my work has always been in conservation. I'm a, I do a lot of conservation work here in the, not only in the country and also in the province. Now, uh, but I've been a martial artist all my life. So I've been a practitioner of Qigong in the last 30 years. Hello. And I, I have this place where I am right now. It's a forested area called Lotus Valley here in La Union. Maybe I can invite everybody here one day and we can have uh, the NADA convention here. You know, it'll be uh, on me. So uh, my connection with Janet way back uh, 2017. And basically, we did a few medical missions here in the province because I'm a consultant for the agritourism programs of the province in the region where I am. So uh, I use this opportunity to actually spread NADA around. And uh, I saw the beauty of what NADA is and what NADA can do to everyone. So that's it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you, Toby. Good morning. Next would be Dr. Grace Delima from Tamsur. We have we have an un, 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 Yes. You have extra sound. Why, why, why don't we someone else and we can do Dr. Grace Delima to fix it? Yeah. 
her order, okay? Joanne, uh, Dr. Grace may static. Do, uh, Joanne, Jow, you're next. Kau muna, Jow. You're muted. Jow, you're muted. We cannot hear you. Sound check. Yeah, Joe. Okay. Twenty fifteen. Grace, we cannot hear you. Sorry, okay. Let me hear Joanne. Go ahead, Joanne, please. Good day. Good day, everyone. I'm Joanne Codilio from Naga City. I'm an acu detox specialist since, since 2015 and certified acupuncturist and DOH licensed massage therapist as well. So I'm happy and thankful to God to be part of NADA Philippines since I can share my my skills and gift of healing to uh, especially Bicolanos and other countrymen. Thank you. Okay, um, can we try Dr. Grace Delima again? Okay. Since we couldn't hear Since since her since Dr. Grace Delima's audio right now is not good, um, why don't we just read um you wanna read Janet what she has on her banner? Yeah, uh, Dr. Grace uh, Delima is an acudetox specialist 
and uh, medical officer for of Bicol Region General Hospital and Geriatric Medical Center in Cabusao, Kamsur. Uh, she's the heading the Philippine Traditional. No, she he, she is with the Department of Traditional and Alternative Medicine. Okay, Doctora Fran, next. Doctora Hi, good morning everyone. I'm Dr. Fran Bernardino Vergara and I've been with NADA since 2013. Uh, I've also been volunteering since then when we have missions and <clears throat> and at some point I became NADA trainer. So uh, thank you very much for that, Ma'am Janet. And I'm also a medical doctor and I'm in the practice of holistic and integrative medicine. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Fran. Uh, last but not the least, Dr. Romeo June Balderama. Good morning, everyone. I'm June Balderama, a retired anesthesiologist. Now I'm doing medical acupuncture, and also, I'm also an EDS. Thank you. Okay. I think, did I miss anybody? Lana, no more? Okay, so what shall we do with Dr. Grace Delima's uh, uh, audio? Is it? Can we try it now? The last one, Dr. Grace. Practical case. Yeah, maybe. Let's see, Dr. Grace. Perhaps the best thing right now is you can reboot your computer, okay? And then you'll come back. You can leave the studio, reboot, and start all over again and see what happens. And make sure no extra audio next to you if you have two computers, phones, etc. So Yes, you can start. Then, you can continue, no, Grace? Yeah, yeah, please do. And I may just step out because I, let me see if I step out and the rest of you can go in and uh janet just you can kind of just lead it <laughs> i'm gonna I, I i sorry i forgot my phone but i need my phone to promote you guys more because i double <laughs> i can use my phone to promote you guys okay okay so, i think you can stay because dr uh grace is not here so we're nine on the on the loop that's fine and then we just wait for him later on okay uh, magandang umaga uli po sa lahat, no? Uh, this is uh, going to be a cool and relaxing uh, morning for us to share our experiences using the NADA protocol for over the uh, 12 years now. And uh, as I mentioned, even in the past, how it started, no? When I was, uh, I, I have been a full body TCM acupuncturist since way back 1990. Uh, five when I started uh, being trained with uh, the Acupuncture Therapeutic and Research Center, now transitioned to Inon Philippines. I have been part of that organization for over 17 years. I learned the trade. I learned TCM, all its modalities. We had lecturers from uh, the New England School of Acupuncture who gave us Chinese herbology um, uh, lectures uh, for about a week or two and all my colleagues there at the time with uh, Dr. Jennifer Madamba 
And uh, Dr. Alphonse Pantig, who is our, one of the founders and one of the first executive director of uh, APRC, gave us a thorough uh, discussion on this until I was I, I had the opportunity also to to study with uh, Beijing doctors. This is Beijing uh, Orthopedic and Acupuncture who came to Manila. At the time, it was not yet PITAC. It was the alternative uh, medicine arm of uh, the Department of Health and headed by no other than Dr. Alphonse Pantig. I'm sorry, no other than Al Lagaya. And we had trainings in Baguio together with Dr. Francis Ras, uh, Dr. Francis Gomez, and after that, there has been uh, so many different um, uh, trainings wherein the DOH at the time invited Nanjing College. No, uh, at the time, there was this organization, Philippine China uh, Resource Center, headed by one of the board members was Dr. Tan Chichong. And we had the opportunity to have almost every month of um, basic and advanced acupuncture by two Chinese, uh, two Chinese who came from the Nanjing TCM Acupuncture College. Uh, this was Dr. Gu and Dr. Lee. No, I am not very sure if they are still alive right now. They gave us continuing education and we learned a lot from these two, uh, two, uh, two teachers, two Chinese professors with Beijing College of Orthopedic and Acupuncture, it was Dr. Mao uh, and another Dr. Mao and um, I forgot the other name of the uh, female male Chinese guy until I was really directed in studying the NADA protocol, which uh, that was in way back 2004 and I got the opportunity also, already in New York, so I had continue, continuing education with the New England School of Acupuncture in, um, in Massachusetts. Learning the NADA protocol, that uh, I was led to, to learn the NADA protocol because when I was still studying at, as a CEFAM counselor, uh, I was faced with a lot of addiction cases. My supervisor then was uh, none other than the late uh, founder of CEPAM. This is uh, Father Ruben M. Tanseco. And I was looking for a modality that can help me in counseling. And this led me to the Lincoln Recovery Center in 2004. And from there, it all started when I came back. I said, this is the modality that I would want to share with Filipinos, with communities, with, with the marginalized uh, marginalized uh, communities here because I found it that it was, I mean, it's easy to propagate. Uh, we can uh, learn the trade very easily in five days. And so that started now the history here in Manila. Okay. Probably we can start start Grace with the con with the with the sharing of each individual. I will call on uh, Professor John Joseph Posadas regarding Nada in the Philippines. Hi, Miss Jay. 
Uh, and good morning, uh, Grace and uh, Miss Janet. Uh, lovely to have everyone around. Uh, what would you like to me to share about Miss Janet? Because <laughs> we have been in the in the Philippines for twelve years already. And which part would you like to to tell uh, to tell our audience uh, for this morning or for this evening? Probably how you how you started as a as another practitioner and how we have been. Uh, the challenges that we had doing now the trainings, how we started another trainings. You're very good at this, and uh, even during the pandemic, how we did the online uh, training modules. Yeah, so uh, I start. I, I trained uh, in Nada, uh, Nada Philippines as part of batch number one. Although uh, prior to that, there have been a few batches before batch number one because Miss Janet has been training uh, individuals from the communities under Inam Philippines, right, Miss Janet, and uh, uh, and 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 that is her way of giving back uh, for her training that she received in the U.S. So, but but once Nada had its own form and uh, well, some some form, right, some form because. Uh, she was helped by by other individuals, uh, and and we had the training in 2010. That is October October of 2010. Uh, that's when I started learning about it. I was I was a new graduate, uh, a fresh graduate of nursing at that time, and I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. Uh, so so since well, one of my mentors uh, or our fellow ADS Mac told me to oh there's a, a, another training you would want to attend. So I said yes. Um, and then the training fee back then, I think, was uh, how much was that, Miss J? A hundred dollars, like five thousand. Oh, no, 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 maybe a hundred fifty dollars US dollars, seven five, right? Six so, five, so, uh, so about, around that, around that price. So, a hundred to hundred fifty dollars. And and uh, I was able to keep some some money at that time, so so I registered, and 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 then that's where I met Miss Janet and all the rest of the. The group so i tried to finish my studies i i did postgraduate studies and in 2013 i had nothing i graduated and then i had i had more time for 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 service so i i asked uh, miss janet if i can join trainings so uh trainings and medical missions so we went to uh, one of the unforgettable ones were the yolanda uh, where we help people uh, who were who were victims of disasters in uh, in tacloban uh we also did trainings in the cordilleras in the mountains of the cordilleras and also another one would be uh the zamboanga siege the armed conflict in zamboanga city and and those and, and as you can see that's uh that's already covering the major island groups of the philippines luzon visayas and uh uh in the mindanao so uh through nada i was able to to also go ar go around the Philippines and gain experience and be exposed to the culture of different kinds of communities from indigenous peoples, from from conflict ridden areas, and also from people in the urban and rural settings, in cosmopolitan centers who experience uh, disaster. So, so that's how rich the 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 experience. But also that's that's how Nada work. Uh, when when you see something on tv like a national disaster uh you would already think that ah nada philippines will go there so i will just wait for miss janet to to organize or to rally us and then to ask if if we are going and since 
I was single at that time, so I had more time. Uh, I had no, I had no children. Uh, I had no partner, so so I can go whenever I want to. So I would just say yes to her, and and we 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 will be there. We, we find ourselves there. That's why there was this confidence when we were told that we were crazy, because uh, whenever disasters would be. We find ourselves there uh, maybe a few weeks after, and it was possible through through the connections also of Nada Philippines and of course Miss Janet. Uh, it was uh, Nada alone would not be the the organization it is now if it weren't for the partnerships that it has built uh, from different organizations from Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. Now, uh, for the trainings, uh, what we do is that as much as possible. We do not just give treatments to to these areas that I have mentioned or or other areas that we visited. What we do is that we first give some some treatment, and then we try to go back and and train people from the community. So so the first part would be giving treatments and identifying key people who can do the who, who can provide the service in the area. Then later on we return with the team, and then we try to to organize the the community. So that we 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 can be able to we, we can train people from the community so that the community members themselves can train uh, uh well can give treatments on their own because it's difficult if you just parachute uh you know the the the, the type of um, helping uh wherein you just uh, it's like you you guys jumping off a plane and then parachuting in an area then later on leaving it uh so so we try to develop uh we try to build the capacities of people from the community to, to give acupuncture treatments themselves to their fellow community members. And that is what happened in, in Tacloban and in the Cordilleras and even in Zamboanga City. So um, I think it, 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 uh, it's like, uh, like hitting two birds with one stone, right? So without, uh, you don't just give treatments and then later leave, uh, leave the people whom you serve. Uh, but but it's it's building capacities and also trying to to give people uh, hope for 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 themselves uh, because from uh, they they become later on wounded healers so they themselves experience something very great uh, and then the pain that they receive but they that also gives an opportunity to serve other people so um, so those are the the trainings that we did we 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 are always in the community we want our our ADSs who train with us to, to experience how it is to work in a community. And that's why the recent uh, COVID-19 pandemic was very difficult for us to start a training because you know that the, when you do acupuncture, you enter into the intimate space of people. You have to be close to people. And, and that, uh, that, that would break uh, the, the physical distancing that is required by, by public health. So uh, what we did was that uh, we tried to modify some of the, some of the training uh, strategies that we have. So we reduced the contact hours by converting lectures into online. And then later on, we would have uh, our partners, our mentors, to to be with our ADSs uh, in a in a ventilated spot, uh, and and try to follow up follow them up in the community, or uh, with with trying to maintain uh, a minimum number of people, so so that everyone, including our ADSs, can be safe. But 
it was a challenge, but but we were able to do it. And and I think that's the wonderful thing about Nada is that we adapt to the times. Uh, and uh, even though we do not have a permanent uh, permanent staff, uh, it, it's run by volunteerism, by everyone. So and and, and that's 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 one lovely thing about Nada. You can't say no to Nada. So that's it. Miss J, go back to you. I think you're on mute, Miss J. Okay, thank you very much, JJ, for that sharing. We can probably do a, a summing up later on after everybody has shared. Now let's go to our board secretary, uh, Dati or Do Dorothy Nubla. Yes, hi, hello everyone and good morning. So I'm jumping off from what has been shared by JJ and Miss Janet. So I'll be sharing with you details of our trainings and our batches. So if you may allow me to show and share my screen. Okay. Share the screen. Um, okay. To do Can that study. Yeah. Yes, just we to see it. Uh, is that the one? Is that the one with the that I saw earlier? The video, the pictures? No, ma'am. It's a, this one? a PowerPoint slide that says no. That's mine. That's okay. mine. <laughs> no, I don't see it. So go if you if you go again and you know under the icon at the bottom it says present, right? Yes. So if, if you if it's open, open it. And then I will see it. Then once I see it, I could put it on. Okay. okay. All right. Keep Thank trying. You. And this one, can this be seen? Uh, no, I still still. It's and, okay if we can't see a quote. And right um, now, what you, you could still exp explain, uh, okay. describe it. And then once I see it later, you know, we could always go back to it, right? <laughs> okay, thank you, Ms. Grace. Um, so, as mentioned by uh, JJ and our Vice President JJ and President Janet, of our programs include um, the training, community-based AccuDetox programs, emergency response program, and research and development. So, I'll, one of the major projects of NADA is to give trainings to individuals who would like to be AccuDetox specialists, or ADSs for short. So what do ADSs do? We are trained to use the NADA protocol, which refers to the gentle placement of five, up to five acupuncture needles into specific points on the ear. This helps alleviate suffering during detoxification and helps reduce cravings for addictions of any kind, including alcohol, drugs, smoking, online game addictions, as well as behavioral and health treatments and to help relieve stress, trauma, anxiety, and depression. It also helps us increase calmness, better sleep, and less agitation. So this is actually in line with NADA's mission, which is to provide your acupuncture detoxification training and services to individuals, organizations, and communities to promote and propagate its benefits and use. So we've been uh, offering this training since 2010, and we try to have at least four trainings a year. Since then, we have already had 47 batches and produced over 600 acu detox specialists all over the Philippines 
from Bontoc Mountain Province and Benguet in the north to La Union, Moncayo, Lumaguete in Visayas, and Iligan, Kidapawan, Lake Cebu in Mindanao. So we're actually all over the country. And to name a few, and of course, we have trainings here in Metro Manila. With the help of the ADSS spread throughout the country, NADA has conducted over 147 missions already, treating more than 18,000 individuals since 2009. The recipients of the NADA protocol come from various communities such as those in Davao, Zamboanga, North Cotabato, Maguindanao, Bohol, General Santos, Batangas, Lano del Norte, and the list goes on and on. And we also um, reached different sectors throughout the Philippines such as the children in shelters, female prisoners, hospitals, elderly homes, indigenous cultural communities, female workers, the religious, and even the armed forces of the Philippines. Uh, we have also worked in partnerships with um, academes, universities, local government offices at the barangay level, and counseling institutions. Aside from these, ADSs are also able to help their communities, especially when natural calamities happen. This was mentioned also by Vice President JJ. For example, in 2011, December, when Sendong or Typhoon Washi hit the major cities of Cagayan and Iligan, ADSS of NADA quickly responded and shared treatment with the victims of Typhoon to alleviate stress, tension, and anxiety for the victims. Another one is the siege in Marawi in 2017, and displaced families were relocated in Santa Elena Evacuation Center. The families, the families there received NADA treatment and helped them to be able to sleep better and to release some of the tension and anxiety they were feeling. The past years during the pandem pandemic, the, the missions have also continued and it didn't stop. So we held some in Glen Sarangani, Typhoon Ulysses in Albay, November 2020, and also to the artist with PETA, List 2022. So I'd like to end my short sh sharing by saying that NADA is really a very, very relevant protocol even the times today. I'd like to say that I'm very proud to be part of it of NADA under the leadership of Ms. Janet and our current team. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for that historical uh, events, uh, Dati. Now, probably we can hear from uh, the next would be uh, a research. No, This is a research using the ear seeds for depression, mild depression in Metro Dumaguete, none other than um, Rochi Kagara, another trainer. Okay, once again, good morning. So um, what I would like to share with you today is uh, a research that we did. Uh, this is done among the senior citizens in Domaguete City, Metro Domaguete rather. So this is not a purely experimental research, but rather it's a form of a descriptive, correlational, and quasi-experimental study of uh, elderly or senior citizens. Um, the objective of the research was to determine correlation of the socioeconomic and health economic profiles with depression levels of elderly persons. And it also um, determined the effects of the auricular acupressure intervention using ERCIDs among those who have um, uh, signs or who are into different levels of depression. Okay, so this was conducted um, 
among the 197 older persons for correlational and 74 for the intervention study. And uh, this is done uh, within the Metro Domaguete, so meaning it includes municipalities nearby, uh, like um, Sibulan and Bakong. And the respondents were normally, uh, mostly, uh, belonging to age 65 to 70 years old, which comprises 40% of them, and more female, 70%, uh, 48% were married, um, Roman Catholic, 95% um, of the participants, and 55% were affiliated with local senior citizens organization, and 82% were living with family members. And the majority of them had monthly income of uh, less than 1,000 pesos per month. So it comprises 73% of the uh, respondents or participants. And on 99% of them were enrolled in PhilHealth. And 71% uh, had concurrent non in the lifestyle related diseases. And the research showed that the depression levels of most of the participants were noted as mild depression uh, using the Burns Depression Inventory, which was translated in Cebuano. And among the correlated variables, only gender was determined to be significantly correlated to depression levels. And then the 74 subjects or participants who underwent the auricular acupressure intervention recorded a reduction of specific depression, levels noted in pre-test and the post-test, uh, where scores from 9 to 0 for moderate, 49 to 7 for mild, and 38 to 20 for borderline depression. The subjects... Uh, the participants' depression level scores were displaced to the level of minimal to no depression at all. And then um, the study also recommends because uh, we would we could rarely find studies in relation to acupuncture, so we recommend that um, larger study group for correlation of elderly, elderly depression and use of evidence, the evidence of the effective curricular acupressure intervention to manage earlier elderly depression and the complementary intervention can be studied for the effects of other diseases in elderly population. Because uh, during the research, we have found out that uh, the although the major problem that we focused on in the in our research was depression, but there were other symptoms that the elderly or older persons have experienced, uh, which they have noticed that um, has improved or disappeared. Like some said that there were there was an improvement in relation to hearing, vision, and improvement of uh, sleep. And one of the effects of auricular acupuncture uh acupressure using ears was um there were a few of the older persons who said that 
uh, they were they were very irritable before before the study and um, some of their grandchildren were happy that they underwent the or they participated in the study because they become calm and they become more kanang more patient to their grandchildren these are among the the feedbacks that we receive from from the participants so uh there's some kind of an added added um added benefit that the research had and um it would have been better if we could do another research but uh Due to some factors, we were not able to make another one after this and hope that um, many of the ADSs could, could do uh, another research, especially in relation to the older persons, because um, we know that there is an increasing older person population in our, in our society. And... Uh, before I will end, um, the research that was conducted was uh, in collaboration with the Cebu Normal University and together with uh, Siliman University and participated in by the different ADSS here in Domaguete City and um, so I think that is all for my sharing this morning. So thank you so much, Janet. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rochi, for sharing that research. And it is, uh, uh, I mean, we, we would like to inform the public that NADA has been uh, engaging in research and we've had quite a few of them no? uh, that started with uh, a research by... Uh, uh, psychiatric nurse Ace Lennon Babasa, our board treasurer who cannot be with us today, did the research on the stress level, no, uh, during the in all uh, different uh, disaster survivors. That is also doc documented and that has been submitted to I think the OST. And one is this one also with Rochi. This uh, we're talking of ear seeds, ear seeds not needles placed on all the five points. And it has helped a lot with the elderly of Metro Dumaguete. And it can be, it can be, we can do that again in other areas in the country. Uh, of course, there, there, there should be funding for this. And I think that's one of the problems that we were not anymore able to really duplicate it, but probably this uh, 2020, 13 we can do another research we also uh there there are other studies i do want to preempt but next i would like to call uh miren marie lee son to share her uh her particular study in the cordillera thank you miren okay hi good morning um I was thinking if I should share a few slides, would that be helpful or is that fine? Okay. Um, it will make the discussion a little, you know, so that people can follow. Yes, sure. I'll just give this a try, okay. 
when you go to the settings can you see this okay uh, let's see i think you can see it right you can see this uh no so what you do I know. is when, okay okay what you do i know i have to share it okay sorry what yeah well in the in the and underneath you do you see the word present so in the present mm -hmm. and then you it will say share screen but make sure you open it first then you you do the share screen because i will see it okay so ah, anyone okay, okay okay anyone who wants to share go to the present share and then when, when it's open i can see it and i could add it but if I don't see it on my end, I won't be it. So your your preparations are so precious. So I would be so happy to, if if not now, later on. So just ah, okay, it. okay. Maybe I'll just talk like what um, uh, Miss Rochi did, so that uh, if we can proceed, I don't want to de to, sure. de to delay the presentation much longer. Okay. So anyway, I just like to thank Anada uh, Philippines for giving me this opportunity to present this. Um, because I presented this uh, as a research, my thesis for uh, my uh, master's in psychology in UP Diliman. And I'm happy that, uh, you know, it is uh, something unusual, I would say, as a topic, but it was accepted. And, um, and uh, it gave me an opportunity really to be able to, like, um, uh, expose NADA no to this this field okay so basically uh, the title of my presentation of my thesis was not the five-point protocol as experience in a community-based drug rehabilitation program uh, as you know that in 2016 uh, when the um, we had our new president Duterte the drug war ensued no because it was his um, uh, major uh, you know campaign uh, promise so um, there was this Operation Tokang, which is really done by the DDP, and that um, they um, had this program, Oplan Sagip, wherein 90%, and they found out that 90% of the drug surrenderers um, were classified as mild or moderate uh, substance use disorder. Okay, had mod mild or moderate substance use substance use disorder only 10 percent was really severe needed facility-based rehabilitation therefore faith-based organizations put together parish-based cbrps or community-based rehabilitation programs um the interest that i had was that because i was an an ads i the interest i had was to have nada as an adjunctive treatment okay uh, to, uh, to help with the detoxification of uh, drug uh, rehabilitants. Okay? And at that time, I was thinking that um, th this would, having a research like this would provide us a better understanding of how NADA is used as adjunctive treatment for drug rehabilitation. For the participants, it was really an opportunity for them to tell their story, their narrative of how they got addicted and their rehabilitation and the meaning of their experience. For the implementers, it was to see the value of what they had accomplished, really major, in terms of uh, lives that they were able to help and save. And for the LGUs all over the country, that running their own CBRPs, it was the possibility of 
being able to use NADA as adjunctive treatment in their pro in the in their own programs. Also, uh, because I had a lot of talks with Janet, and we wanted to have more uh, studies on NADA, right? So this also was an opportunity to contribute to the database of NADA studies here and abroad. And for also a learning experience for, for all stakeholders uh, of community-based rehabilitation. So in terms of methodology, I had a case, it was a um, qualitative uh, study, case study of a unique case using semi-structured interviews, which were conducted in Filipino. I interviewed 11 participants. They are drug surrenderers who graduated from the program. And uh, the key, in, I had also key informants, you know, they're part of the CBRP, impl CBRP implementation. I had five of them. I had one decision maker, uh, one project proponent that came from the parish. I even had one law enforcer and two ADSs. And then the data was gathered in a one-week period and used thematic analysis for analyzing the results. And this resulted in four major themes, you no? Know? First is drugs, the solution that became a problem. Um, and then uh, the drug war that led to the tending of our modern lost sheep. Third is the rehabilitation, the restoration of lives and relationships. And fourth project, uh, the synergy of a shared mission and the future. Okay, so... Um, in terms of this, I don't want to talk about it in a lot of detail. It's basically the, four, the first theme was to find out how uh, uh, the, the drug surrenders got hooked on drugs. And the most common answer was because of the enticement of bar the barcada or friends and colleagues. And also they thought that they can work better, won't need as, uh, as much sleep and have more energy. And a couple of them want, wanted to try drugs to help them with their personal problems. But at the end, they, they, it turned out that their health suffered and they experienced craving, stigma, paranoia, and hot-temperedness, which led to beca becoming isolated from their family and friends. So, we could, so it took a toll on them, them biologically, psychologically, socially, in the, uh, in the social aspects of their lives. So it was belatedly that they realized that they already had been hooked. Regarding the second thing, which is the drug war that led to the tending of our modern lost sheep, actually this term modern lost sheep came from one of the key informants. No? And I took it because it was very significant because, uh, you know, I'm a pastoral counselor. And with that, I felt certain affiliation with that term, no? that, that these this, um, drug rehabilitants were really modern lost sheep. Um, so initially, the participants felt fearful and that they had no choice no? because when, when they were, uh, be became part of this program, they were brought to the police station, they just felt that they should follow no? whatever was told to them. They just go where they, what they had, they... Um, are supposed to go so joining having the nada um uh treatment was just something that they followed no not really understanding it no however the project proponent felt that nada was helpful to provide a holistic uh healing for the drug 
uh, surrenders. Okay, but later when I asked them about their experience of the NADA, the DS or the, the drug surrenders, I will call them DS now for to make it short. Um, they said that they uh, had experienced relief from pain, cravings, and had better sleep and appetite. Eventually, they noticed changes in how they related to their family members and other people. More important, most importantly, they also started to put their trust in God as they had a new or renewed faith. Renewed faith. Okay, so Nada provided a well-being that could not be explained as a direct result, but they all identified Nada as an important component of their CBRP experience. And the same feedback were supported by the KI, so or the key informants. They observed changes in the DS, physical appearance, their behavior, and their relationships. You know, there were examples of how they were so dirty when they were starting with the, the and unkempt when they were starting with the program. And slowly, little by little, and this is something that we as ADSS see it in, in our um, outreach, right? That slowly their appearance, you know, they would start taking a bath, come cleaner, and then they will start start smiling. You know, their behavior would change. Um, and then also the NADA ADS has related their challenges in providing the service to the DS. But when they saw the changes in the DS, uh, especially with improvements in their relationships with their families, they felt that everything be beca became worthwhile. Okay, But on the other hand, too, the other key informants and the um, participants saw that how the ads were present um the ds really fought, felt their acupuncture care okay and then the third theme which is the rehabilitation the restoration of lives and relationships actually this is how i saw this was um reconnections no of the participants to their selves to god to others and the to their family and to the community. They were eventually able to connect with their self as they spoke of, spoke of the changes they, they saw in themselves. And they became confident enough to tell stories from their brokenness to recovery. They expressed regret and acceptance for what they had done wrong and resolved not to go back to the habit. Okay, And when they told their stories, they spoke of how they slowly regained or gained their self-worth especially after they graduated from the program. They were so happy to share their stories so that others, especially the youth, may learn from them. And as they face daily triggers, they learn to say no even to their former barcada, thus gaining self-confidence and mastery of their, themselves. Um, they related also how they, their relationship with their family changes, how they started saving money and making their family their priority once again. And they also relate how positively their family also, you know, treated them afterwards. With regards to religion, when I was asking them about their, you know, the time that they were getting addicted, nobody spoke of God, you know. But then later when I asked them, how about later, what were the changes that you saw in your lives? They said that um, they started to talk about God and rely on uh, on their faith okay uh, they put pray um, a lot of importance on prayer and worship that were included in their rehabilitation program and then lastly regarding uh, the synergy of a shared mission and the future it is just basically putting together some uh, 
success factors as seen by the key informants. And um, um, also some future research and other advantages that can be seen in NADA uh, research. So in my discussion, what I just wanted to and mentioned to the to our group today is that I I saw this too that doing this study, what came out was a uniqueness in the Philippines uh, CBRP, no? Because CBRP there it's not Filipino, right? It has been it has come from the West, but how we adapted here it here in the Philippines is I I find it something very unique. Firstly, there are three components that I saw to contribute to the uniqueness. The family, whereas in other countries, the community-based program still met having a treatment center. So the people who are rehabilitated stay in a center. But here in the Philippines, the way we do it is that the DS are integrated with their family in the community from day one. And what did this mean? They had to recover in the face of triggers in the community. They're there is also value in having their family support while rehabilitating. And the family also benefited from seeing the changes in their family member who, were, uh, who was form formerly addicted. And also the community's slow, uh, acceptance of the DS, uh, slow, which um, what, even if slow, eventually they reached this point that they, the stigma was uh, removed. And it helped the to provide the sense of belonging that was helpful for the DS to rehabilitate. Second was the unity of goal among government agencies. Um, there was a united goal of helping and not harming the DS. The law enforcers brought in the DS, you know, to be part of the program. Initially, indeed, fear was a factor in surrendering as shared by most of the participants. However, what was so important was how they were treated after they surrendered. Ample services and humane treatment help the DS with their recovery. And lastly, the third component is the active participation of people of faith, the church being the third wheel and spoke in the wheel. Whereas a psycho-spiritual approach in drug addiction treatment is not unique to the Philippines, the uniqueness in our case stems from having the church in the middle of this recovery phenomena. The Filipino faith and religiosity were sources of inner strength and support. Uh, sacramentals and psycho-spiritual talks led the DS to the recovery of their faith. They had a uh, mass and confession, which were means for reconciliation with God, with themselves, and also with others. And therefore, at the end, I saw this to be a true community-based rehabilitation program. What about NADA? We know that detoxification is the start of recovery, and it's a window of opportunity. It is usually challenging to make uh, patients participate in treatment components. A study showed that only 15% of those who participate in detox move or on or receive treatment. However, what characteristics of NADA came into play in the CBRP? Uh, you may be familiar with this with your patients. Firstly, it was pass passive and nonverbal and non-threatening. And so they just had to sit and let it happen. The addicts at this stage are not inclined to talk. In the words of our founder, Dr. Michael Smith, they are accommodated easily and naturally. There is a sense of stillness similar to other mind-body interventions, but it is passive and does not require a learning curve. So for addicts, it was initially 
who it is initially very difficult to participate in any type of treatment requiring verbal and cognitive skills. So this is perfect. This administered in the group, uh, which provides uh, which provides a venue for to support each other, and this is very suitable for our Filipino psyche of pakikisama, gusto sama sama magkasama, and it was pakik while it was pakikisama that led them to addiction due to their barkada. In recovery, it was gratifying to see that it was likewise a barkada, a new barkada that accompanied them. And there, there is also the ADS acupuncture care, the presence of the ADS. The acupuncture was not delivered in isolation. There were positive feelings that emanated from the one being treated with the one who gave acupuncture. In this case, the, the DS eventually would want to talk to them, showing the therapeutic relationship that had been established between them. And then they there was a gaining of self-awareness and responsibility for those who were who uh, were given the treatment. Slowly, as they continued to sit quietly, something inside happened. They emerged, there emerged a space that led to self-awareness. They saw their faults and resolved to change. And they showed responsibility for their actions by coming to treatment regularly to make changes in their relationships and their dysfunctional behavior. Okay, so there was also decreased stress and cravings, of course, that helped them to eventually, um, as an adjunctive treatment, the good feelings that they were able to gain from the treatment helped them to participate in other parts of the program. So this is what I felt was very, very good, really proving that um, NADA is a good adjunctive uh, therapy. Okay. So um, I also came out with a framework of this uh, from this study, say uh, stating that NADA is actually the foundation to recovery. The rehabilitant experienced an overall sense of well-being that allowed the individual to be more open to the different treatment uh, components, including spiritual and also relationships with the community, leading to a holistic biosocial, psycho-spiritual recovery. To conclude, I set NADA as distinct from other adjunctive treatments. Beyond measuring cravings and relief from withdrawal symptoms, it is understanding how the experience of calmness and well-being cause cooperativeness, quality of life, and empowerment. Okay, so I, uh, there's the last part is really to say what are the you know, ways that I see um, if NADA will be included in rehabilitation programs, how it can be integrated and a better way of doing it and other future research. So basically, that's it. Sorry for taking so much time. <laughs> wow. Thank you very much, Miren, for that very, very beautiful, enlightening sharing uh, with regards to handling drug surrenderies in the country, no, truly your 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 study, your thesis, your research will greatly contribute, hopefully, to other uh, um, community-based uh, rehabilitation centers in the country, and and I hope they they pick up even uh, drug rehabilitation centers in the country. Thank you very much, Mila. Okay, next would be. Thank you. 
Next would be we would hear from a very uh, active volunteer of NADA over the years who will share her experience. And I was so happy that she agreed to volunteer during, it was Marshall Loden in, Mara, in Mindanao, the whole of Mindanao. And at first I had difficulty choosing the people that would uh, join me in uh, two hours away from and so uh, I would give the floor to Francis Bergudini to share her experience during the Marao. Hello, can you hear me? Can you hear? Can everyone hear me? Okay. Oh, so this is when when Ma'am Janet gave me the topic. Sabi ko, parang heavy naman baka kailangan ng tissue. May mga tissue kayo, ganyan. Pero no, so I have um I have some photos to share just to kind of for you guys to be able to appreciate more um the the situation that we went into when we went to Marawi. So we actually went there August 2017 and it was still in the middle of martial law. I think at that time, like the leaders that they, they were at still at large and I think it was still in October in 2017 when when they finally, when the government forces were finally able to um, like to kill you know, the, the two leaders that they were in pursuit of. So when we entered the region, it was actually like in the middle of martial law. So there were protocols in place. Um, we had we had briefings, you know, with the team uh, before we could go to the evacuation centers. Um, and then, yeah. So again, let me go to the let me go to Miss Grace. Can we share the we share the photos? Okay. Can I control the? Oh, sorry. Ah, I think it. I can't seem to scroll down, but okay. The first photo, or wait here. There. Okay. So this is um, this is actually the the evacuation center in Santa Elena, where we where we did where the trainees um did their um needling for where they where they practice their needling and um so as you can see yan nga, the setup was it was an evacuation center um displaced families from from marawi and from from the neighboring towns were all fitted in one big gym so these are two of our trainees as you can see and then this is if i remember ma'am jay you can button anytime ha so this is tj one of our trainees and that's um one of his patients that he was treating while we were in the evacuation center uh this is the team this is the team i think this was we were on our way to set the, the evacuation center um we were we were inside the jeep and at some point we were even uh, we had to go through checkpoints, so we were even stopped, no, stopped from time to time by by government, um, by by the military just to check. Uh, 
And then if I may make special mention, if you see on the very right, on the foreground, is uh, Dr. Vicky. Uh, unfortunately, she's not with us anymore, but she was one of the, like, maybe I could say the veterans, no? the veterans of NADA, and um, we, we, we truly miss her. So, okay, and then that's it. So if you will see the two girls that have um, the blue, uh, sorry, I forget the term. Um, is it hijab? Tama ba, Ma'am J? So anyway, um, so, yes, 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 yes. So these are two of our trainees and if I may make, special mention no because um they are they are survivors of the siege as well and um they one of them the one without glasses her name is rama her house was actually um like it was ground zero when when the um when the fights no between the militants and the government government forces were ongoing so it their their house their property was um you know destroyed no actually completely destroyed and siana the one with the glasses no although well she, they're they're both from marawi and um their properties suffered uh both suffered considerable damage and their families displaced as well but they were there training with us and they were two of our trainees um and during the briefing sessions no so let's see i think i have a photo of so these are just some of the pictures um this is the situation we um we went into when we went to the evacuation centers there uh it, it was a basketball gym more pictures there so this one this this picture here it's um it's one of it's a home-based evacuation center near this is near the place where we were housed so we were housed in the social action center in Elegant city and we were hosted by um bishop see bishop galido who also unfortunately has passed away i think not long not long after mission there no, we we heard news that um he had he passed away as well um so yeah these are these are kids um you know brought by their parents um that their their parents um had treatments with us and for the kids we would put uh ear seeds not ear seeds on them and then yeah so this was this so these are these are the two trainees that I mentioned, Sienna and Rama, and um, the rest of the team. Um, some of them trainees and some of them trainers. This was us in the evacuation center, our training team, and Sienna in the background. And the kids coming to coming for the ear beads. They were excited when um yan nga, pagpasok namin sa evacuation center they were also curious and they all gathered around us so 
yeah, for the kids, we we administered um, ear seeds. And then, okay, so this is one of our debriefing sessions. So as I mentioned earlier, um, um, just a special mention of, of the two girls, Siana and Rama, uh, because I remember when we would have debriefing sessions, um, after we would have treatments in the evacuation centers, it was always a it was always a very loaded um, debriefing session because you know, because of the situation because of um, the stories that were being shared uh, by the patients by the people we were treating um, but also especially for these uh, two ladies because it hit very close to home or actually hit home no quite literally na um so you know there would be times na they would they would break down during the debriefing sessions and it was a very emotional it was um very emotional sharing for them because i think at some point like in the evacuation centers they saw people they saw people or neighbors that they actually knew who were displaced in that evacuation center. And I guess it was the first time that they saw each other, um, you know, after they all, uh, of, um, like, they all fled um, from, from Marawi, from the center of the, from the center of the battle, the battle area. So there were quite, there, the sessions were quite, quite emotional and quite loaded. Um, and so it was a, it was an extraordinary this this mission and training was a pretty it was an extraordinary um, um, training no and mission because we went in there in the middle of a crisis so you know it was also it was actually in the middle of uh, a war you know? so so and then just here finally on the last day no, the, with their certificates so yeah and happy that they 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 all they all passed and they were all certified okay so just to show um the contrast also so this is the home evacuation home-based evacuation um somewhere in Buru'un. Uh, this is somewhere near where we were, where we were hosted, where we stayed. So as you can see, this is the usual setup when we do our clinics, when we do our practice clinics for the NADA training. We usually um, put everyone in a circle, uh, and it's quite organized. No, when patients come in and they're assigned to to the facilitators, they're assigned to their um, mentors, no? So that's usually how the flow goes. But um, if you saw in the earlier pictures, no, when we went to, when we went to the Santa Elena Evacuation Center, we really had to adjust. Um, you know, there was like, you know, break, sort of break protocol because we had to adjust to the situation. And um, it was, um, it was a very, this was a very, this was like probably, if not the most unforgettable mission for me. No, for, um, because I have joined several missions and I did several trainings also with NADA. So, but I think this one, 
if you know if i were to rank no this this one is the one that sticks it's like there on uh, the, at the top so um yeah uh think that basically sums up my sharing um let's see let me go back to the screen so i can see you guys So, so yeah, that was that was the Marawi Siege um, Nada training and mission um, that uh, that we did um, in August of 2017. uh, I asked you about what made you volunteer to go to Marawi uh, mission. And uh, during this time, it was also very difficult for me to choose the the ADSS who would volunteer. Actually, this particular mission, I requested the board of NADA to provide for uh, insurance, uh, accident insurance or life insurance. So, all the volunteers that came to this uh, mission were granted a certain kind of insurance for their lives. And uh, I mean, I didn't see any problem asking volunteers from Glan Sarangani, this is Bevs Basalo, Rosa Miguel from Digos, Davo del Sur, Nene Gallego, I think, was also there from Cotabato. We had two from uh, Nuevo Vizcaya, Nora uh, and um, JV Monkey, or who are married now with a child. Uh, and of course, our former Vice President, Dr. Vicky Ducat, uh, who passed away uh, during the pandemic. Also, really, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to travel to Marawi. And of course, it was also, I knew we would be we would be experiencing a lot of difficulties, like from the airport airport of Cagendi or uh, of Cagendi Oro, we had to travel, and there were really uh, a lot of checkpoints. And uh, Bebs Basalo, who was coming from Glan Sarangani, experienced the same. He did not she she did not fly, but took several bus uh, rides to really uh, go to. Uh, Eden City, and we were housed in the Social Action Center by Bishop uh, Galido. And uh, I would like to know, uh, Dr. Fran, what made you volunteer? I asked you that uh, previously. Yes. Um, oh, oh. Ma'am, actually, so, so you know, um, at, not only for the Marawi uh, mission, um, but all the previous ones that I volunteered for uh, since, you know, since I joined NADA. Um, it's, I guess, I guess for me personally, no, for me personally, I think it's more of a calling or kind of having that heart of a volunteer. I mean, I guess um, I can speak, if I may speak for all, you know, volunteers, uh, when I say that when you have the heart of a volunteer, it's, um, 
it's really it's it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer when you're called to serve, especially in um, especially in crises or in disasters or or where where there are really um, like a lot of people uh, that you know who are suffering and who need your assistance, who need your help. Uh, and for me, you know, uh, I was reflecting, I've been reflecting on this, you know, leading up to this podcast. And I guess it's, it's, a, it's a common, like it's a common trait for all volunteers to have that, that trait or that characteristic of empathy. No, when you, when you, you don't necessarily like fully understand the situation because you're not going through it and experiencing it but it's almost it's almost as if you feel no it's really as almost as if you feel like all the emotions that you know the 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 people who are actually in the situation um are feeling no? so so that 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 um that trait of uh you know being empathetic um you know having having that that heart of of um of a volunteer just to just to lend your services and hopefully leave um leave the the place a little better you no know, than than when you came in so yeah that i mean it's always like anytime anytime um nada nada calls for volunteers or you know if uh, um, if you need me as a trainer um, a facilitator uh, it's a no it's always a, an automatic yes um, it's always an automatic yes so so that even you know how however however busy you know, the practice may be because I, I also see patients as a medical doctor but I make sure I actually tell this, you know, I actually tell my staff in the clinic na, okay, uh, anytime I'm called for a mission when it comes to NADA, you have to make me or you have to allow me to take a leave. Um, that's why, but yeah, of course, I would need time before. So I always tell Miss Janet, um, uh, Ma'am J, Miss J, let me know ahead of time so I can file my leave already because it's something that I really look forward to whenever I have the chance or whenever I'm given the opportunity um, to serve in whatever capacity as a volunteer, as a trainer, as a facilitator, uh, whatever NADA needs, I'm there. So I, I am very proud to be part of NADA Philippines. Um, and thank you, thank you, Miss J. And also, just just a, parang a side cuento na, uh you know through nada um i'm happy to say that you know miss j and I, I formed significant friendships no with with some of the with a lot with a lot of the people actually but especially with um miss j ma'am janet <laughs> um so yeah thank you and i'm happy to be here thank you for inviting me thank you for giving me the opportunity to share thank you thank you thank you very thank you much, very much. Uh, I was afraid when I did it, so I'd comment, baka pagbalik mo, pagbalik natin ron, sasakali na ako ni Dr. Mike Vergara. But happily, hindi niya ginawa yun. 
Okay, let's move on. Uh, next would be uh, Toby Tamayo from La Union. Let's hear from him. Uh, good morning to you all again. I'm Bagabigat. Now, I could empathize with everything what the speakers ahead of me were discussing simply because I have one growing up in an environment where I was, uh, my dad was a general. So we were always, you know, required to make sure that we're part of the relief program as kids bagging. You know, that was a whole thing because he was in the Air Force. So we would always be preparing relief goods. So that was something ingrained in my psyche early in my life. And for the last many years, I volunteered a lot of my time working amongst indigenous people and community-based programs. But at any rate, um, even in Marawi, my nephew was fighting there. He was there for six months. He was with the special forces. So I could empathize with the feeling and the emotions that goes with families who has uh, relations who are in war, difficult as it may be, but that's part of life for us. But uh, I'm a volunteer for the Science of Identity Foundation CARE. Now this is, the group that I have been volunteering with for so many years. And my my line of work has always been in conservation and uh, food security and providing, uh, like where I am right now, this is places known as Lotus Valley. This is an indigenous, This there are five barangays here with which is in, basically indigenous. I want to live amongst them. And I, I, I don't just plant trees, I grow a forest. That's what I do. I fix watersheds and stuff like that, forward looking for the needs of people. A lot of the work is basically volunteer. My connection with NADA started, you know, my wife is an associate acupuncturist and uh, this is how everything got started. So she was the ITRMC, the Ilocos uh, region training. And this is the medical center of this, this region. And the first clinic for body acupuncture was established there under Dr. Nolly Kirino. Uh, now, anyway, he, he helped because my wife was working under him. Now, it was in that time, again, there was mention of uh, the drug rehab. You know, before COVID, there was something that was happening on my part. I was building connections already. I, I knew people in different places. Me and Dr. Karina was meant to be the ones to help put together the 10,000 bed rehab place in Nueva Ecija. You know, but that didn't push through. And then I was also coordinating with Dr. Chrysostomo of the Bikutan rehab place because he was swamped. He was a friend there. He was swamped with. Suddenly, they got three, four thousand patients. They were only meant to handle about six hundred, and said, "What? What am I going to do here?" So when we, when I first experienced Nada protocol, doing ear, you know, like last night, I had my weekly detox treatment. See, it's a way for me to kind of chill, and it's it's a thing I do all the time, simply because of a high strung life. Yeah lifestyle. Now, my work has always been, I love Nada and love what mom Janet is doing. The thing and what I'm hearing from you, from everybody else this morning, 
one thing is that we live in a in a highly toxic world yeah you know there's so much my work in conservation tells me that there's toxic our air is toxic our water is toxic our food is toxic everybody has this type of environment so you know when your environment is toxic basically we become toxic too our body gets toxic then obviously mentally we don't make decisions very nicely so my whole trust was i want to bring nada to where uh, i opened it up to the government the higher influencers yeah from the governor to the staff of the province we started doing nada treatment for for the employees who were also so stressed and i saw that as a barangay as a community then besides that the opportunity opened up for municipalities and finally to the communities so for me this was a means for us to open up a whole avenue to the point where the program of nada is part of the provincial health program of la union today every time there's a medical mission that goes out there's a we are participating with this program so our volunteers go there the saf care foundation uh many of our volunteers have been trained with nada yeah and mom janet was coming here and uh, even during the COVID time this is where we launched the blended training we're in because of covid uh, you cannot train it so for or you cannot be treating patients you know so we had to make it so that uh, but you know we want to continue training volunteers so this is where we launched the the nada launched the blended training yeah mom janet and uh we train hips of people actually but the point on why uh i mentioned that uh you know, you know what's so wonderful about this protocol is somehow we're all addicted to something. <laughs> Some people are addicted to their phones, to their dog, to whatever. Now, when you get into the treatment or you get you get your detox, it makes a whole difference. So recently I hosted the PLDT Smart Foundation Group here in the farm. And we're starting a program called Better Today. This is a nationwide program directed towards teachers and communities. And I made an experience. The most simple, hey, here's a detox program. You don't have to spend so much money. You don't have to go to this expensive spas and get your detox. Simple, five needles in your ears, man, or on both sides, you'll be fine. And you know, we all need this relief. From the stresses of life if you're a mother or a, a governor or a mayor you need to have sound thinking you cannot just you know go on fully toxic is the word when you talk to them you talk to the employees the tendency is oh, i'm toxic today man they're so toxic it's so toxic in the hospital it's so toxic to the clinic we have so much we have so much stress but the beauty with nada is that 
when you get treated, oh, it calms everything down. Your decision-making process goes in a better situation. Your, your energy is more balanced, you know? It gives you a different perspective if you're the person doing the treatment. What to speak of the person you're treating. You know, in the Philippines, a lot of us never gets to experience a really nice environment. So we don't know how to live this way. We don't know what a good environment is because everything is so toxic around the country. When you bring in the nada, the detox, oh, it makes a whole difference. Oh, this is how it feels to be detoxified of all the stresses. And then you can be a better mother, be a better person in general. So, you know, one thing I could be of help and I would continue to be helping as a volunteer you know, it is, I want to move this to a different level further. Everybody should know Nada. Everybody should experience what this is about, from the deaf ed teachers, the administrators. So this has been what I had, and I'm hoping to push to continue in the process of this. It's so wonderful. And like here, I live in a forest, so I cannot describe how beautiful this place is. How nice to live here. I grow my own food, clean water, clean air. You're surrounded by nature. How can we provide and share this to everyone? The country is such a beautiful place, but you know, people live such toxic lives. They don't know how to treat nature. They don't work with nature. They don't know to treat what the beauty of this place and sustain it. But now with Nara, Sabiko, this is this is a good, this is a good platform. So let's push for it, you know? And here in the province, we've done a lot of medical missions already, and we want to continue on, not only here in the province, but actually towards the whole region. And if not, be of help to different organizations, like the DepEd, like uh, the government or institutions. You know, the more we have such influencers on the top, the more we can have NADA promoted everywhere you know in the benefits of it so again mom janet thank you very much for everything that you've done and all the volunteers because again uh volunteering is the key at the end of the day as the doctor was saying you know this is our nature our nature is we're servant servant leadership is the way we live our lives and the way we do this is we we make it so that the best of what we have can be shared to everyone. And this is how you make the best of other people's lives and to make it so that you live this place a better place. It's always what's in our mind. It's always what we hope to do. So maraming salamat sa inyong lahat. And it was very wonderful to hear you all out. And again, taya ako, I'll be hosting you guys at the next NADA. I mean, um, anniversary you come to la union i'll host everybody here okay see ya thank you so much you guys take care thank you, thank you toby thank you toby for sharing your expertise and for how uh la union we we, we this, toby belongs to a he's one of the he's one of the officers of safe care this is one of their organization uh, based in La Union and uh, also here in Metro Manila. And for the past years, we have trained, uh, I was informed, 30 acu detox specialists 
volunteers of Safe Care. Thank you very much, Toby. Okay, next would be Joanne Codillo. Now we we hear from Bicol, where Grace is also uh, located. No, he, 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 Grace Asagra is from Bicol. Then we go to Dr. Grace Delima, and lastly, Dr. Uh, June Balderama. Okay, take it away. Ciao. Today, magandang araw sa lahat. Uh, I'm very thankful to be being, being part of NADA for seven years now. So I've been to the all islands in Bicol region from Catanduanes, Basbate, Sorsogon because of NADA. Uh, and I've been in Mayan Volcano Eruption Volunteer as well together with Mom Janet and the other ADSs. And during the pandemic time, I, I had the courage to experience, to share, uh, to help those being uh, affected by the Lahar flow during the eruption and during the typhoon, I mean. And also, every day, as I, I mean, as I practice NADA, I learn different effects from the patients so it's really exciting for me to go to different places especially just last june we went to area in camarones norte where we treated some i mean i treated some indigenous people so it's a very different experience compared to those people who live in the urban area so they they really feel the effect and they're very thankful for this uh for the opportunity that I've shared to them the, to have the benefit of being poked by the five needles. And what I can share as well is my family benefit from this uh, protocol, my friends, and also and everybody, especially for those pastime as well that we had uh, like a month of having an earthquake here in Naga City and other parts of Camarines Sur. So, Almost of the almost all of the people here are fearful about the earthquake, so the NADA protocol helped them. And also, I shared it to the people uh, who works in the military, like the the Philippine National Police, Army, and the Coast Guard people, and some of the villages in Rizal Sorsogon where they were being affected by the the, the Ulysses typhoon, the three typhoons that hit. Uh, Bicol region last 2020. So I also shared the protocol to the people who, who do volunteerism in doing some rescue. And I'm thankful to being part as well of the UNTV. Uh, we're headed by Kuya Daniel Razon, the CEO, because I can share the NADA protocol in some of the employees and also some of the medical people here that go volunteer and then the barangay, the LGU, including the barangay, the mayors and other community that I share the protocol. So wherever I go, I usually bring needles and beads so kids as well can benefit from it. And what else is I'm looking forward to do some more missions with NADA, especially the big one, the big what do you call this activity as of now i the some of my group are in masbate to do medical mission but i for unfortunately i couldn't join them because my mom is in the hospital right now so thank you again nada philippines for 
and I be and I'm proud to being part uh, of NADA and part of being an acupuncture detox specialist. Thank you. Wow, thank you very much, Jao. Um, uh, Miss Codillo has been in different parts of Bicol. And every morning, I will just receive a text message saying that I'm in this place. I am in this place. So she's really all over sharing the protocol to uh, indigenous peoples and in some other uh, mga Bicolanos, no? different areas. Thank you, Jao. Okay, let's hear from Miss Grace, Dr. Grace Delima. Good morning. I hope you can hear me now. Okay, good. Um, thank you. Um, actually, I, I can say that I am still a newbie here. Um, we started, uh, I was trained in last part of 2021. So we started, we started um, practicing just this 2022, early part of 2022. So when we were starting, it was still in the middle of the pandemic. So uh, our, our hospital was, um, was assigned as a, as a COVID referral center of the um, Kamsur. So there were a lot of uh, patients being admitted, as well as many healthcare workers are also contracting the virus. So a lot of our uh, our healthcare workers are being stressed. They're being paranoid. They're being sometimes they um, many many are not having having good nights good night sleep anymore because they are worried that that um, they might be able to get the virus and bring bring the infection to their to their families so we we thought of um so we thought of um um doing the therapy to our employees first so we offered we offered the nada protocol to our employees so um, the, the the news we started with um with five five patients nurses which are having um which are having insomnia already because of because of the worry because of the stress and and the anxiety the pandemic is is giving to them and i am grateful that the the treatment came out good to them so the news the news um spread like wildfire in the hospital and every day every day um employees would go would, would go to our clinic and to 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 take the um to have the their ears poked with the needles and after that they would feel good so after that we offered we already offered to the regular patients at on on outpatient only 
and the feedback was good. It was very, very good. And may mga suki na kami palagi. Every day, every day we would have 5 to 10 patients being treated, being treated in the center. So I am very grateful and thankful that we are, be, uh, we are uh, able to help, to help them in, in the best way we can with, this, with the NADA protocol. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dr. Grace. This is a great help. It's, uh, you are one of those uh, doctors in a geriatric center no, in Kabungsaw. It's a medical hospital as well. And it's good that uh, you've started on a daily basis and still going on uh, propagating the NADA protocol. Okay. Uh, the last but not the least is Dr. June Balderama. Hello, good morning again, everybody. Um, the fir first thing I'm doing a report on the study or research by uh, Mam Astrid. It's a study on initial look at the use of acupuncture for healing for relatives of the anti-drug campaign. It is one of the experience of NADA Philippines in using the protocol as an adjunct therapy for EJK or extrajudicial killings, which has proven further that this healing modality can be a socio-political tool used to respond to trauma and disasters like the EJK or extrajudicial killing. As we know, um, the NADA protocol can be used for disaster victims and also the responders for sexually abused children, for cancer patients, elderly people, and in individuals suffering from mental health issues like depression and anxiety. The objective of, of this study is to know whether NADA protocol and group counseling can reduce the associated signs and symptoms with grief and trauma. It is done once a week for one and a half months and is measured by the self-reported Likert scale. It is the uh, the victims who or the patients who do the who answer the Likert scale. Uh, this study program is dual pronged. It provides ear acupuncture in disaster situation to address cases of trauma and depression and also train individuals for sustainability treatment. It also includes uh, group counseling. Usually uh, the uh, signs and symptoms uh, of these patients uh, they have 12 um, characteristics or uh, signs and symptoms. Number one is difficulty in sleeping. Number two, indigestion. Number three, constipation. Number four, diarrhea. Number five, headache. Number six, cravings. Number seven, depression. Number eight, anxiety. Number nine, anger. And 10, body aches. Number 11, problems in concentration. And the last is decreased energy. And in this study, it was seen that almost 39.3% are elementary graduates and 35.7% are high school graduates. 
but 60.7% are housewives with 10.7% as lavanderas. And the Likert scale is described, you score one if you don't have any of these symptoms. Number two, you only have slight. Number three, you have moderate symptoms. Number four, uh, much of the time you are experiencing these symptoms. And number five, you have severe or all of the time you are having these symptoms. The average patient is around 54 years old. And they, uh, the highest uh, population are in the Kamanawa area. They, uh, these uh, areas are one of the poorest areas in Metro Manila. And most of those who were victims of EJK are males. And in their study, these are the mothers and widows of these EJK victims. Uh, what they found out is there is a um, decrease in all of the signs and symptoms after they, uh, even after the first uh, experience of this uh, NADA protocol. And then they became lower until the sixth experience. There's only one um, symptoms which increase, and this is the cravings. It, uh, they connotated it with increased appetite before they don't have any appetite to eat. But after the Dinada uh, protocol, their appetite became better. So in conclusion, there's improvement uh, after the first session. There is unified healing of mind, body, and spirit. And there is significant improvement on symptoms related to the patient's mental and physical health. Overall, aura is better. There are self-reported aspects of uh, well-being and health reportedly improved over the times that they got this uh, NADA protocol. So that's it for that study. This was done in uh, 2019 uh, during the Kasagsagan ng EJ case. No? Uh, recently, we still have some uh, sessions with this uh, in cooperation with the medical action group, wherein the uh, widows and mothers of EJK victims, they, they gave um, another protocol to them about uh, three months ago. And uh, it, it really showed that the uh, this NADA protocol is very effective in helping those patients uh, with trauma and uh, anxiety and depression. Okay. And that's the report for, for Ms. Astrid. I'll be also reporting regarding the effects of the NADA protocol to the Taal volcano uh, eruption victims, which we had in early February 2020. We went to uh, the towns and cities surrounding Taal we had our headquarters at the Padre Pio Shrine. We were welcomed by the uh, religious fathers. And we were about, I think, 10 ADS who went there. We stayed there for uh, two nights and three days. And we transferred from one refugee center to another. And in our experience, it, it really 
relieve the uh, refugees from being exhausted, tired, and having anxiety of whether the Taal volcano would erupt again. And uh, they're also uh, very anxious. But after giving them this uh, another protocol, they have this feeling of lightness and calmness. And it's also not only the uh, refugee victims, but also the responders. You know, the uh, soldiers, policemen, firemen who are in the command station of the Batangas Rescue Center. When we gather them around the, the our energy circle, they fell asleep and they snored <laughs> because they were uh, on a perpetual duty, actually, when they were in Batangas. Their duty 24 hours or three days in a row, four days in a row. So they're also victims. They're very tired and exhausted. And after giving them the NADA protocol, they felt uh, relieved and calm and rested. So it's really very, this our NADA protocol is really very helpful to the victims and the responders. It's for all of us. So... Uh, we hope we can help, but again, but we're not hoping for another eruption <laughs> of any volcano. But uh, uh, maybe in the future, we can like spread these other protocols that uh, we can help other people in their different kinds of disasters and problems. That's all, and I'm so very glad to be part of this uh, 12th anniversary program of NADA. Once again, good morning, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. June Valderrama, for really giving time. No, every time we call on you, you are there to really volunteer. Okay, I think it's time to wrap up. It's already 9.15. Uh, Professor J.J. Posadas can do a summary of uh, all the things that we've discussed, shared today before I do a last last uh, last words. I guess it was a very rich uh, sharing of experiences by our ADSs. So I'd like to congratulate everyone first uh, for sharing with us your experiences for this past 12 years. Uh, you know, at the core of all your shares from the volunteerism to the fruits of our hard work, to the researches that were done and maybe to the adaptation of the CBRP of the community-based research programs. It, it, we can also say that since NADA also came from the U.S., that we also adapted NADA into the Philippines and now it has become NADA Philippines, right? And now NADA Philippines is connecting with, with other uh, organizations, local government offices. We are spreading it from the top, like what to, uh, Toby has said. We, but we are also spreading it from the ground. So uh, it's like uh, a bibinka model wherein you're cooking something from the top and you're also cooking it from the bottom. And it's, I think that's the best way on how to spread something that is so good that, that you produce something so delicious out of that, uh, that cooking method of cooking it at the top and putting fire on top and putting it uh, fire at the bottom. And our special budbud would be the, the caregivers caring for themselves, right? So... Uh, we see how, how we use NADA to also care for fellow ADSs. We receive treatments as well, as much as we give them to other people who need it. Uh, 
we give it despite our religious differences are the differences in culture differences in location uh, people from the cordilleras going to mindanao uh, to serve uh, differences in professions differences in backgrounds but it is uh, nada where we all meet and at the at the core of everything that 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 everyone has shared from bicol to to uh from mindanao to the other places there's always this service the service that we give to the Filipino people, the service that we give to ourselves, the practice, the practice that we do, very simple practice. Uh, five points for the ears, functioning with needles, but we also use seeds, right? And now we're venturing into research. Uh, we also use the, the scholarly capacities of our ADSs who are involved in research into producing evidences that, that NADA works. Uh, may it be a qualitative research, a quantitative research, but but at the core, there's this translation uh, from from research into from the practice to research, and then research back to practice. So, uh, I hope that uh, with with the cycle, no, they, they say that twelve uh, means that this is a cycle. No? It's an ending of a cycle, and it's time to begin another cycle for for Nada, right? So. So we're happy to share this space uh, with you, Ma'am Grace Asgara, and thank you for, for hosting us uh, this morning and uh, for, for hearing the, the wonderful service, practice, and research that Nada has uh, uh, well, composed into a bibingka no? <laughs> for, for our 12-year anniversary. I hope everybody loves the bibingka that we all shared. Yeah, uh, back to you, Miss Janet. Very well said, uh, Professor Posadas, uh, JJ Posadas. Thank you very much for that wonderful uh, summary. And uh, we are looking forward to 2013. Uh, just now, we are we are very um, happy that uh, there's another group coming in uh, in January, and these are coming from different campuses of uh, UP Manila School of Health Sciences to uh, Dean uh, uh, Tandingo, who just confirmed 16 of them coming in. And these are nurses, these are midwives, nurses, and doctors who will be taking the NADA protocol and will be really uh, spreading it in the different campuses of Tarlac, Baler, Coronadal, Palo Leite. And we're very happy to welcome uh, Dr. Tandingo. Okay, as as uh, as uh, I would like to end by uh, this is one of my favorite quotes from the Nada founder. He's a good friend, a mentor, and uh, of Nada. And uh, he mentioned in his article, um, following the chi, following the spirit. And I would like to quote. Uh, acupuncture is not a dominant process. It is supportive and integrative. Acupuncture is like raising a child. No? The patient comes to us for help, but the treatment only makes sense if the patient's chi, the patient's energy, the patient's becoming is more vital than ours. Healing occurs uh, through relationship, not action. To develop our relationship with the patient's chi, with the patient's energy, 
we must be comfortable with the vast and complex character of bodily chi or bodily energy. It is indeed a higher power. We need to accept our subordinate, subordinate role in that particular relationship. Uh, that, uh, that 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 are very that that came from uh, an article from uh, Dr. Michael Smith, the founder of NADA, and I would also like to quote. I would like to uh, say that this particular uh, I learned a lot from the late Father Ruben Tanseco, who is the RMT Sefam founder. I'm always reminded by this, and uh, it has guided me through the years in my another work. When we are faced with major decisions, Father Tanseco would advise the following. Can you live? Can you live with it? Die for it? And face God with it? And so I thank everybody. Have a Merry Christmas and a good morning to all. Unless others would want to say anything else. Thank you, Grace. Grace. Well, thank you very much, everyone. Um, I'd like also to say thank you for trusting me and for allowing me to be part of this wonderful celebration and this wonderful journey. This is, at least this is, this is the best for now, what I can do with you. Okay, and I, I'm really so proud of all of you and for everything that you're doing and all your dedication. And um, let's just say that even if we're, I, I love I love the analogy of the, of the bibinka. Was that the bibinka? Because it made me hungry. <laughs> but, and and one thing that I really notice is um, you, you co-created and tailored what nada from america or you know uh, shared with you and you owned it and just tailored it to our lifestyle and to our values and incorporating it with all other indigenous practices and healings and environment so that is really the most important that's why if if it is successful it's it is because of the environment that you are using that not a protocol because it wouldn't be successful if you put it somewhere else and they're not um you know doing it the way you're doing it honoring where it came from and honoring yourselves as well so basically i just want to share that you know i'm so proud and happy for all of you and someday i'll meet you guys in person Okay, and and uh, I would say that in, in eternal reverence, joy and gratitude for the unceasing love and mercy of the one source most divine. I end now temporarily this celebration and Mabuhay Philippines and yay. <laughs> and congratulations to Nada. And Soon I will Soon end, I will end, end it. it. If there's nothing Not more, more to share, share. And, then and then we can all talk after. after. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Mm -hmm.